Hey, gorgeous. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to ask you about your money personality. Because did you know that your relationship with money, your beliefs, habits, and sabotages around everything in your business are shaped by your particular money personality? You might be a ruler, a celebrity, a nurturer, maybe even an accumulator. And each one of the eight different money archetypes have their own strengths and weaknesses when it comes to marketing, manifesting, and making more money in your business. Once you know your money archetype, you can start profiting from your strengths and talents and not try and swim upstream. When I learned to work to my biggest strengths, it completely transformed every part of my business, my business model, my marketing, my target audience, everything. And now my books, courses and events have generated millions of dollars in revenue and helped thousands of people worldwide. And now I want to share the secret with you as well. I've got a free quiz and a three-part workshop to teach you all about your money archetype and how to leverage your strengths in your business so you can make more money with ease. Now, if you love personality tests, you are going to be as obsessed with the money archetypes as I am. Trust me. So go to denisedt.com slash quiz, find out your archetype today and learn what it means for your business and income. And now, please enjoy the show. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper with your host, Denise Duffield-Thomas. Now, a big warm welcome to all of our new listeners and also everyone who has helped me have over a million downloads, which is just so exciting and fun. So thank you very much. This is definitely um, you know, a really fun project that we do as part of our business, but I sometimes forget because I batch these episodes a couple of times a year, I kind of forget in between that people actually listen <laughs> to the episodes and I'll have people go, oh, I loved your episode this week. And I think, which one was it? What was I talking about? And I think sometimes when you have a business and you're just so used to putting out content, you do forget sometimes that actually there are people out there who are listening to things in their cars and at work and all of those things. So what I would love for you to do is actually, you know, Share where you are listening to this podcast. And of course, if you want to share it publicly and tag my podcast, I would love that. And um, my Instagram and Twitter handle and all those things, it's at Denise DT. But I'm just curious about where people are listening and who you're listening with. Some people listen with their partners, their kids. Um, Other people are listening just by themselves. So I'm just always really fascinated to see and to get to know the people who are listening. And of course, please write a review. That's really helpful as well to have other people learn about Chill and Prosper. So anyway, that's just my little... Hmm. Um, what I'm talking about today is um, really big lessons from my big um, Sacred Money Archetypes launch last year and all of the good, bad and ugly lessons that I learned from that incredibly intense project that went on for months and months. And it was um, not the most successful launch I've ever done. I've definitely done bigger launches in terms of numbers, but it was the biggest launch I've ever done in terms of creativity, 
workload, um, enjoyment, um, vision, and just absolute fun, pure creativity, madness, really. And I did write a debrief last year. Well, Mark mostly wrote it, to be honest. Um, Mark, my husband and my launch manager. But I didn't really get a chance to do a podcast episode on it and to really reflect on some of the lessons because I really felt like I'm not being um, uh, like dramatic here, but I really felt like it was a real crossroads in my business and it was a really um, dramatic shift, I think. I think things are never the same for me after that project to see what I was capable of was was pretty intense. So um, I'm going to be talking a lot about sacred money archetypes over the next month. We've dubbed it internally SMA, um, as in we, sacred money archetypes. The acronym for that is SMA, but it's going to be, most of them are going to be in May. Ha! Huh. So SMA. Um, and there will be probably a few more episodes than normal. Usually we put this podcast out every single week, but I find that especially I love talking about money archetypes so much and I've got so much to say around it. Um, you know, there will be a couple of extra bonus episodes. So feel free to skip them if it's not interesting to you, but I am fascinated by it and I think that you will be as well. So if you don't know, just a really quick background. Um, God, well over five, six years ago, I can't even remember now. I um, got certified in a method called Sacred Money Archetypes with Kendall Summerhawk, who's one of my very early business mentors and just an amazing, amazing woman. And it's just one of the many courses that Kendall offers. But for me, it was just this profound shift in my understanding about myself as an entrepreneur, um, as uh, even as a partner, even as a parent, because I finally understood more about my own money behavior through the lens of my archetypes and archetypes are like personality traits they're um, they can be kind of cliches they can be different versions of ourselves and so there are eight archetypes in this method um, and they are the accumulator the alchemist the celebrity the connector the maverick the nurturer the romantic and the ruler and I Um, immediately fell in love with it, which is why I did the certification. But every time I tried to talk about it with other people, I just wasn't getting like very positive feedback about it. I mean, people would go, oh, that's really interesting. That's amazing. And I would um, try and launch courses around it. And they were just always our worst performing launches. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I love this. Why don't you love it too? And I'm sure... I mean, if you've ever done a launch, you might understand how that feels, right? Where you love something so much, you just want other people to to experience it, whether it's a certification that you've done or something that you're creating in your business or a product or a service, and you just want people to love it like you do. And you still have to learn to communicate that thing, right? This is what marketing is all about. And I always thought, well, I'm really good at marketing. Why is this not resonating with people? And what I realized is that I was marketing it, this is very meta, I was marketing it like a ruler. And that's my money archetype. That's my primary money archetype. I'm a ruler, I'm a maverick, and I'm a romantic. And I'll, I can explain a little bit what each of those are, but it's probably best if you haven't done the test already, um, you can go to uh, denisedt.com slash quiz. And you can take the test for yourself and you can find out what your archetypes are. And as I said, learning 
my archetypes was a game changer for me, but I didn't think about it because I was in the water of my archetypes. That's the thing. You don't see it. Um, And so I was marketing it like a ruler. And so rulers don't need a lot of convincing to do things. We can see the benefit of business courses, especially very quickly, because we're all about business. We're all about work. We're all about um, making money and marketing. And so I've always just gone, yep, I can see how that would work in my business. I'll do it. And, and don't really think about it. My maverick side is very similar and can be very impulsive. So I've bought so many courses where I just didn't need that much information. I was like, yep, that sounds good. I'll do it. And my romantic part um, isn't always great with the details. Romantics just can't be bothered looking at the details. And so I was really confused because I was like, why do you need all these details? <laughs> why do you need it? Can't you just see that it's for you? And um, so that's why I created this whole song for the launch last year. And I hired someone to do it on Fiverr. And I literally just recorded me saying a few things, which was do the quiz buy the course and make more money. And it was a way to make fun of myself about my ruler attitude to marketing, which was just like, just buy the freaking thing already. Just buy it. And, um, you know, not having the patience to explain to people the benefits or to really look at the other archetypes, which is so ironic considering that's what it was about, right? Um, And so that was my first big lesson is that I really – couldn't market it like that anymore. And if you saw the first couple of launches I did, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, um, there would have been really a lot of mixed messages. I was filming it in an Airbnb in Byron, right near where um, Chris Hemsworth used to live. And it was a very barley kind of hippie looking Airbnb. And I was wearing kind of hippie-ish kind of clothes and I was like really tired because I just had a baby and like um, I don't think I got my hair and makeup done professionally which is fine like you don't need to for filming but um, it was really super humid in this Airbnb and so my hair was really fluffy I was kind of a bit sweaty and so I was kind of presenting it looking like I was this kind of hippie chick but then talking like I was this you know business hardcore business chick And so it just didn't really land with anybody, really. And that's such a big lesson, right, is that when you are marketing something, often we're trying to please everybody and we're trying to talk to everybody at once. And the different archetypes need to hear different things and they need to hear different lessons and they need to um, have, they have different pain points. They have different dreams. And of course, not everyone is the same. Everyone is a snowflake, right? And that's what I love about the archetypes too is, yes, there are eight archetypes, but you really are a combination of all of your archetypes. And it's like looking at a DJ board, right? You can turn the bass up. You can, I don't know, (laughs) this is where I'm like terrible at DJing, but I'm like, you can toggle all of those buttons and you'll get a completely different sound. Same with baking. Again, I'm not a baker, right? But it's like most things that you can bake are a combination of, you know, flour, water, sugar, salt, butter, oil, eggs. And depending on how much or little you use of a different ingredient, you come you can create a completely different thing. You know, from like bread to cake and from crepes to I don't know <laughs> this is how much I cook. <laughs> Scones, right? Um and that's true about your archetypes as well is that you can have someone who is a ruler 
but they also have a strong side of nurturer. So they really, really care about um, people's hearts and making, uh, making sure that everyone's taken care of. That would be very different from a ruler maverick who is all about gung-ho, let's get this done now, let's make more money, let's take risks. You know, it can be very, very different. And so it's really important to understand who you are talking to in your business. And if not, that's when things can get really generic and then people just don't know. And and that's what happened with all of my other launches is the people didn't know what they were getting. They didn't know what they were buying. They were confused because I wasn't speaking to any of them. And even if I was probably speaking a little bit more like a ruler, it didn't look like a ruler thing. So the rulers might have dismissed it of going, oh, what is she talking about? This hippie chick with fuzzy hair in Bali? Um, and then the more creative kind of people would have been like, what? I don't understand. Why would I buy this thing? Um, so that was probably my biggest lesson overall and why I wanted to do something completely different. Okay, so I'm going to take a very quick break because um, you can probably hear in my voice, I'm a little bit croaky. Um, I'll take a quick drink. Uh, but when we come back after the break, I want to tell you about um, the results of the launch last year and what completely shifted when I decided to go um, really niche and really speak to the individual archetypes. Okay, I'll see you in a sec. Hi, I'm Beatrice. I'm a speaker, author, and coach, bringing the voices of those who have been silenced to the world. Learning about the sacred money archetypes and finding out that I'm a maverick has given me the permission I needed to expand my business in non-traditional ways and in ways that felt right for me. And most importantly, it has reminded me and keeps on reminding me that I'll always come out on top no matter what, because that's what Mavericks do. Thanks, Denise, for giving me um, this wonderful experience and allowing me to expand in ways I could have never imagined. Hi, welcome back. So we're talking about uh, my sacred honey, sacred honey talks. What am I even talking about? My sacred money archetypes course that I launched in a really big splashy way in um, last year uh, in 2022. And I want to tell you about the results of that. So I said in the first part, you know, I launched a couple of times. It was never a great launch for us. When I say it wasn't a great launch, it still was usually a, a low six figure launch, like just about which, you know, for the size of my business, the size of the launches that I'd been doing before, it just wasn't where we wanted it to be. And I really, really wanted to do a million dollar launch with this because I knew it was good. I knew it was worth it. I knew it was something really, really special. So um, in terms of of the results, we actually did do a million dollar launch last year. And when you think, oh, yeah, cool, you probably had a bigger list. No, actually, the first time I launched um, Sacred Money Archetypes, I had 40,000 people do the quiz, 40,000. And I really thought it was going to be like the best launch ever. And it really wasn't. So um, let me just tell you where we got to with this. And then I'll tell you some of the stats too. So we got 952 people join the course, 952. Um, which was just over a million dollar US launch and um, about a million and a half Australian launch. Um, We had uh, about almost 60% of people who paid in full and then the rest of the people paid in a payment plan. So I did hit that million dollar revenue target. Um, and we, our stretch goal was to get a thousand sales, which, you know, 952, pretty, pretty close. Um, But 
you think, okay, cool. So the first time you launched it, 40,000 people did the quiz. And I think we had maybe less than 100 people join, which I was like, oh my God, that conversion was so much lower than I expected. Um, This time on that million dollar launch, we had um, about 25,000 people do the quiz. So not quite half, but um, I don't know my maths, but you know, that was so much less. And so the reason why our results were so much better, like almost 10 times better, is because I really clearly spoke to my audience. And here's what you would never have to do. Okay, so if you are doing a launch, you would not do what I did, which was frankly a little crazy. Normally, if you do a launch, say you do a Jeff Walker style, PLF style launch, right? Normally, it's like you do um, some pre-launch content. So we usually do three videos, sometimes four videos, where you're giving away free content, giving away information, solving a problem for your audience, and then you have a sales video. And then you're like, join the course, and then they get a course. And you know, some of our courses might have 10 lessons, some of them might have 20, etc. <laughs> but this launch, because there were eight archetypes, I was like, well, I can't just do a generic workshop for every single person because I want to tell them their results. So the pre-launch content, we did four videos and was like, this is your archetype. Here are the other archetypes. Here's how it could show up in your business, all these things, which is what you get, by the way, for free when you take the quiz, which the URL again, I'm going to plug it, is denisedt.com slash quiz. So instead of doing four videos and then a sales video, we did four videos for each archetype. So four times eight. And each one had very specific intro music that related to that archetype, Um, a different B-roll. So literally I had to scroll through like B-roll websites and find just the flavor, the energy of what that archetype represented. Um, We had uh, different words and things that came up and obviously different scripts. But what I did was I created completely different sets for every archetype. So I had eight different sets and I did this at my farm. Um, And so I, you know, the lounge room's got quite a few big spaces. And so each corner we set up as a different set. And so it was, you know, uh, a chair, a little table, mug, and then stuff in the background. But I went really, really layered into this. And um, I've done blog posts about this too. Um, I think it's, if you go to denisedt.com slash BTS, I think there might be some stuff there. Um, but like I went, I, sp- I spent four months picking not only the outfits, but the things that were in the set. And I'll give you an example. So in the Alchemist set, Okay, so the alchemist is the archetype that has a million different ideas. They're very, very creative, kind of inventor um, energy, right? So tons of ideas. They go between different things. They can be very woo-woo sometimes or they can be very artistic or they can be sometimes a bit flaky and, and do a lot of different things. So for that set, we had a very particular color palette. We had um, kind of magical uh, like greens and purples, magic kind of colors. Everything was creative. So there was paint brushes in a tin. There was a light bulb to represent all the different ideas. Um, there was little boxes like treasure boxes, little spell books, journals, all of these different things to represent that creativity of the alchemist. And my outfits, so I had probably four or five different outfits per archetype. 
Okay, so four, say five times eight, which I think is 45, right? If my math's right. And so I worked with a stylist, um, Jane Moe, who is fabulous. And I worked with an interior designer, Naomi Finlay, to design eight different sets, eight different looks and feels. And you might think, well, that's overkill. And you wouldn't need to do this for your own business, right? Um, eight different times. But there's something there about knowing who you are and projecting that energy that's so magnetic to people. And some people watching that, say for a connector, I did a rainbow theme for the connector because connectors are often about inclusivity, love, positivity, optimism. So I chose a rainbow theme. Everything behind me was um, a very bright color of the rainbow. There was Poppy from Trolls because she's all about hug time. Even um, the, there was a record that sat on a bottom shelf and the song was about kindness. You would never know that. You would never know that. One of the caftans that I wore, the name of the print was called kindness. <laughs> so everything there was about love and connection. Now, someone watching that who's a connector might go, I hate rainbows. And that's not the point, right? The point is that if that was your personality, if you were a connector and you really wanted to put, do that as part of your brand, that would be authentic to you. You know, and some people will like it and some people won't, and that's fine. But there was something there for me about really embodying each of those archetypes really helped me to feel the pain points of my audience in a completely new way, even to the point where the jewelry I was wearing was related to that archetype. For the connector, I was wearing a friendship bracelet. No one watching that would really look that closely and go, oh, it's a friendship bracelet. One of the rings I was wearing had like connection written on it. One of the props in the back was a, a ball made of keys, a ball made of keys, because one of the things of the, one of the traits of the connector is that they're really good at making connections, whether it's introducing people or being a storyteller, being able to c connect concepts. And so when I sat there and I could really feel that connector energy, I'm not a connector. Connector is so low for me as my, one of my money archetypes. But I really sat and felt and I could, I could speak through the camera to that archetype and feel them in a way that I hadn't felt before. Now, if you're on the other side of that and you're like, oh my God, she's, she's speaking to me. That's so much more magnetic than being generic and trying to talk to everyone and trying to solve everyone's problems at once because a connector has very different um, money blocks than an accumulator. You know, and I, I haven't obviously talked about all of the archetypes here, but make sure you go and do the quiz for sure and find out who you are because then you can see it um, in, you know, and, and see what it feels like to sit there and go, oh, do I like that? Do I resonate with that or not? And what that taught me is one how powerful it is to feel um, like really getting the shoes literally of your um, target audience. Because when I sat there, I was like, I can feel you. And then I would take off the outfit and I'd feel really sad. I'd be like, oh my God, they're my friend. I love them so much. And then I would, you know, put on the next outfit and I'd be like, oh, who was that? I don't even know who that was. So it was just, um, oh, just such a brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> big learning for me about getting into the shoes of your audience. So having a clear promise, having creative marketing, really understanding who your audience is, is just, 
my God, the most important thing that I can ever imagine. Now, I am going to run out of time for this week's episode on this, but I, I'm going to do a part two because I want to, I've got so many lessons around this that I want to share. And obviously, you know, we're about to do another Sacred Money Archetypes launch. And I really hope you come and join us for the live course because it is incredible and it is life-changing and it's useful and fun and all of those things. Um, but I also think you'll learn a lot from part two where I I talk about some of the other lessons that I learned about um, how hard it is to have a vision for something and how hard it is to hold hold that space and really fight for what you believe in. And I also have some other stats as well if, um, if you like some of the geeky numbers too. Um, all right, so one final break and then I've just got one final thought that I want to share with you um, at the end. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and please um, stay tuned for, for part two, which will come in a couple of days too. I'll see you right after this break. Hey, Denise, this is Bianca from Germany. With my company, Ein Guter Start, A Good Start, I teach women how to start doing their finances and budgeting. In order to be a good money coach myself, I have to tidy up every loose end when it comes to my own money blocks. The sacred money archetypes were so eye-opening about my own drive towards money. It showed me how far I've come and what way is still ahead of me. It motivates me to keep going because I know I already have everything inside of me. Thank you, Denise, for your great, great work. Okay, welcome back. So I just saw this quote from a lady called Sheila Murray Bethel. She said, one of the most courageous things you can do is identify yourself. Know who you are, what you believe in, and where you want to go. And again, this is the game changer for me, learning who I am, having acceptance of who I am, and then understanding other people and who they are too. So again, that quote, one of the most courageous things you can do is identify yourself. Know who you are, what you believe in, and where you want to go. That's from Sheila Murray Bethel. So I, um, yeah, that's what we're here to do, right? Understand who we are, what we want to do, where we want to go, and just do it. No one can stop us. Okay, so uh, as I said, stay tuned for part two in a couple of days. Um, and otherwise, I'll yeah, I'll see you on the next episode of Chill and Prosper. Have an incredible week. And um, I'd love to hear what your sacred money archetypes are. Go do the quiz at denisedt.com slash quiz. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.